You're listening to the Ruby on Rails podcast on the 5x5 network. You're listening to episode 274 and I'm your host, Brittany Martin. When I'm not podcasting, I play and referee roller derby under my alter ego, Norma Skates. Roller Derby Nation is a sport management app that I interact with daily, and I thought it would be fun to combine both my love of tech and roller derby on the show. My guest today is Scott Pio. He is a software engineer and entrepreneur living in Fairfax, Virginia. He's the creator of Roller Derby Nation. He's a graduate of Florida Tech, where he majored in computer engineering. His abilities include C Sharp, .NET, Java, JavaScript, Ruby on Rails, Python, Android, AngularJS, React, and Django. In his free time, he raises his kids, travels, and works on products. Roller Derby Nation, on the other hand, is a growing network of individual communities, each dedicated to serving roller derby fans and their skaters in a specific region of the world. From teams looking to book their next bouts, to fans finding their favorite skater, to organizing statistics for the entire roller derby community, they bring both expert skaters and fans together. Roller Derby Nation and software is free and open to everyone. You can use any piece of software they offer for free. Welcome to the podcast, Scott. Hey, thanks for having me, Brittany. Glad to be here, uh, all the way from Fairfax, Virginia, outside of D.C. Excellent. So, Scott, what is your developer origin story? Oh, that's a good question, Brittany. Uh, I started out somewhere in high school, freshman or sophomore year, and uh, this this kid that sat next to me in computer class really turned me on to working with HTML, and uh, it kind of grew from there in my computer class. And the I think I got a little bad in it to the point where I got expelled from high school from it and I had to be sent to another school because they had their very first uh, computer hacker in high school and uh, I was kind of sad about it but uh, thankfully my mom was able to secure that and uh, allow me to go to another school and continue up my high school there. Um, From then I went off to college at a place called Florida Institute Technology and off the space coast of Florida and got me a computer engineering degree and then I uh, went to go work for a company called Northrop Grumman. We did uh, software for the federal uh, space and enjoyed that work for about five or ten years and I'm currently living in Fairfax working for a big data company called Comscore where we do really really big data petabytes of data and uh, we help our customers visualize it and understand what's going on with it. Very cool. So since this is the Ruby on Rails podcast, I do have to ask, what is your experience with Ruby on Rails? Uh, like most developers, I have I have about, unlike most developers, but I have about two or three weeks of learning tree experience. It's a company that teaches you a variety of different technologies. But the, the experience that I have um, relates to Ruby on Rails and uh, I dabbled in it for about six months or so, I believe. Um, and like any good developer, you're a generalist in everything and you're very good at one or two things. And these days with technology, you have to be a generalist and you have to understand what's going to happen. And I was uh, happy and excited that bec- I, w- I was dabbling in Ruby on Rails because of the potential income disparities between Ruby on Rails developers and the rest of the world. Uh, of development. Ruby on Rails, if you didn't know, are some of the highest paid developers in the world or in the country at least. Absolutely encouraging news to hear. So I love hearing those kinds of tidbits. (laughs) Good. 
So I do uh, want to talk about why we brought you onto the show today. Can you tell me the origin story behind Roller Derby Nation? Ooh, uh, I was doing roller derby. Well, I have seven years of experience in roller derby. I was a referee, and I played and dabbled in playing a little bit. I didn't want to get injured too much, so you always see these people skating around and they get injured because they make some sort of false moves. So most of my time I spent was as a referee. And about the third year, I, I realized that uh, no one in roller derby and, and there was no sort of team software for roller derby. And so uh, roller derby has its ups and downs and there's a lot of different things that they're trying to do with it. But one of those things was I wanted to do software for them. So I started and I created a timer application that allows people or referees to time uh, skaters in the penalty box. And that application currently sits on Android and iOS. Uh, and then I created a scoreboard application because Roller Derby didn't have scoreboards. And so that application sits on a Windows machine, um, certainly not Ruby on Rails, but on a Windows machine and it uh, serves up web pages uh, from a serverless architecture, but it serves up web pages. Um, and allows people to manage the scoreboard all the way from the very beginning to the very end of a game in roller derby. And after that, I went to a, um, a family member and I asked them for a little bit of money and see if I can start this roller derby nation. So I got a little bit of funding from friends and family, was able to start roller derby nation, take a couple, take almost about a year off of work to get it up and running, uh, and. Uh, and I've been working with it ever since. That's where I started with Roller Derby and it kind of morphed from a scoreboard application into a team management system because sadly no one was really willing to pay for scoreboard software but people were willing to pay for team management systems. And to be able to get the team management system within all the teams and all the, all the countries worldwide, it was uh, a pretty big endeavor. And so I kind of jumped on that and and it's been a long run. It's been seven years now uh, doing Roller Derby Nation. Uh, and we're still going strong and we're producing a new UI for it and we're working on a mobile application right now. But that's the origin of RD Nation. So essentially it's your side hustle. This is something that you work on at nights and weekends? Yes, and it has been for seven years. And it's a long side hustle. If you, most, most people like uh, quit their side hustles after six months or a year, but... I don't know, like, I have this downright dedication and persistence that I just need to keep following through with it. And while it's, it's making enough money to survive, it's, it's uh, truly not where it should be and where I want it to be. Because uh, there's many other team management systems out there that, that are commercialized. They're, uh, they're uh, been angeled, so they've been invested in. And here I am, just a small product, and I serve uh, well over six or seven hundred leagues in a variety of countries. But the the bigger products are certainly doing much better than what Roller Derby Nation is. Yeah. So speaking of, you have a ton of other nations that you also maintain, like Swimming Deck Nation and that Greek for Greek Life. How did that happen? <laughs> well, uh, I I once pitched to an investor uh, at. George Washington University. I'm not too sure if you're familiar with it, but it's inside DC. They have a investor week or whatnot. So you're able to find investors and pitch to them. 
and I pitched Roller Derby Nation to them, and he said it was too small. It was uh, it was one of those companies where it's a single sport. It's not capturing the entire market. So I was like, well, I guess he's right because it makes sense, a lot of sense to me. So uh, for any program in the world, they know what Stack Overflow is. Um, and Stack Overflow is a multi-tenant application. Um, and so if you don't know what that is, it takes um, one website and uh, you do a little bit of coding in the background and you tell IIS, Internet Information Systems, IIS, to look at this website and pretend it's a uh, many websites. And so RD Nation is a multi-tenant application and it allows me to run uh, I think seven or eight sites from it, seven or eight URLs from it. And from there, uh, I, I can run Second Derby Nation, which is a soccer nation, or Nation, which is rowing, bullocking, which is rugby, swim deck is swimming, fraternities, that Greek.com is a fraternities and sororities, and there's one last one, Handy Team, is for all the teams. So, like, if you just wanted to, so we build out for each of these teams each of these sports. So swimming has its own variety of, of needs and ro roller derby has its own variety of needs. Uh, soccer and all these other sports have their own variety of needs. And handy team, it says, uh, I'm gonna turn off uh, these different pieces and different varieties and just do the basics and, and really hone in on the basics. So handyteam.com does all the team websites uh, or all the team management features, but for everything that's possible and it's all sitting on a multi-tenant which in in hindsight I'm pretty impressed and proud of the multi-tenant experience. Absolutely so day by day um, as the listeners know I work on a multi-tenant website where we host different um, sites based on the organization in the Pittsburgh Cultural District so it might be the symphony the opera the ballet so it is one ab application but we're serving up a different experience for, for those organizations in a multi-tenant way so uh, I'm definitely a big fan of using that as an approach. So mm -hmm. what is the technical stack behind uh, Roller Derby Nation? Well, uh, it's not really much changed. It sits on Microsoft SQL Server uh, on the back end, and we have well over 100,000 users um, from there, and it has business logic. The business logic layer is C-sharp.net. Uh, it's, it's sitting at version 4.6 or so right now. And over over the past seven years, with with the variety of features that I have had to add, there's time card systems, there's a job board, there's calendar systems, there's dues management systems, there's forums, there's messaging, there's text messaging. Uh, if anybody understands, like developers do, you have to build libraries, and so I have like 15 or 16 different common sets of libraries that allow me to run all these functions in C sharp, so I can sort of port them over to other applications that I build on the side too. Um, but this, uh, C-sharp in the middle, and then on the front end, of course, is HTML. Uh, there's no Angular like the new stuff. I, I'm, I'm pretty um, foundational when it comes to me, so I really like the basics. Uh, of course, HTML and CSS and JavaScript, but the two or three different layers on top of that is I use Bootstrap, uh, Knockout.js I'm, I'm in love with. While people can say use Angular, I, I like the basics, so I go to Knockout.js and uh, jQuery, of course. And I think I mentioned Bootstrap, but hopefully if I didn't, there it is. Okay, awesome. Well, we are going to take a quick word from our sponsor. 
Ready to take your programming skills to the next level? At Flatiron School, they help people of all experience levels launch or upskill their tech careers in as little as four months. Born in Manhattan and inspired by the iconic, innovative Flatiron building, they teach software engineering, data science, and UI UX design to students around the world and have helped thousands launch meaningful careers in tech since 2012. Whether you want to learn in person or online, Flatiron School helps students change careers with confidence with one-on-one -on -one career coaching and a tuition back guarantee. Follow their proven job search framework and receive a job in six months or your tuition back. Join the thousands of people who have changed things. Learn more at flatironschool.com ruby. Thank you for sponsoring the show, Flatiron. We are back. Scott, why is it important that you offer the software for free? Uh, like everybody else, I think uh, roller derby as a team, there's not much money involved. And... And I'm uh, a bit passionate about the sport. I've always been passionate, but uh, there's a different kind of passion when it comes to me. And you find the, the people that are just in it to win it and the generalized people, but then you find the more passionate people. And I would consider one of those to be me. And uh, I'm passionate about what it can do and what it does to the Derby Nation. Like there was an idea maybe seven years ago about, or four or five years ago about getting roller derby into the Olympics. and while while we can push for it and, and need it and talk about it, um, there was no real desire to get it pushed and, and no real execution on it. So I, I felt that Roller Derby Nation was my ability to give back to the community and to be able to execute on something that I had an idea about. And uh, I've been trying to do that ever since, but um, so I offer it for free, and for the for the brand new leagues that are just starting out, they get a free six-month subscription to it. Uh, so they get to use it for six months because usually their dues aren't all, all the best uh, at good levels, um, so they don't have enough money coming in to be able to afford it. And then uh, after, after a year, we can renegotiate and talk about them, and especially if their membership is still low, we, we, we talk about it and I send them a, an update and and we ask how they're doing as a league and see if they can afford more than what they were at the start of it. So it's greatly discounted because of passion that I have for it. So if you didn't have passion for what you were working on, I mean, the idea and the listeners who are listening are developers who might be pondering a side hustle, you know, really be working hard at their job, but have an idea that they might want to venture into. I mean, working on a side hustle for seven years is an incredible feat. If you weren't passionate about this subject, do you really think you would have been able to work on it for this long? I, I don't know because I'm I'm a kind of guy that doesn't like to give up, uh, and I want to see things through. And like this one of this roller derby nation, uh, I'll speak financially for a moment, has made enough money to pay the investor back, but it hasn't made enough money to actually pay the investor back while handle its its day-to-day -day end processes. So while while I wish for some day for it to do that, my, my endeavor is to be able to do that as well, to be able to pay this investor back because uh, my, you know how when you see in a movie somewhere, the one of the main characters says, this this person uh, treated me bad, so I'm going to prove them wrong, or I'm going to prove them differently, or I'm going to I'm going to show them what the true the meaning is behind things. I, Absolutely. 
the the idea here is uh, I'm not going to prove my investor wrong, but be able to to be able to give back to him because he was a family member, and so maybe one of my my pieces for continuing it was because he's a family member and it's a side hustle too. So I'm I'm trying to help the family member out, but I'm also maybe maybe in 20 or 30 years, roller derby might be big enough, so RD Nation might be much bigger than what it is, but. Uh, the passion is, is definitely required and the ability to not give up and have it in your mindset that you're going to see this through is, is uh, a lot of hard work and a lot of dedication. That's great. So you mentioned that there are a lot of um, libraries and components that go into the app that you sounds like you've written some of them. Is any of the code um, open source? I, I believe the scoreboard is open source. Is that correct? Uh, the scoreboard is, yeah. Other than that, it's not. I've been dealing with that idea for a while. I have 15 common libraries. That one library is for a job board, and one library is for uh, forums, and one library is for messaging. And while it won't make a big difference in the grand scheme of things with developers, I have been toying with the idea of opening it up to the world. But, but uh, when you get to a point and you're paying for this stuff and, and uh, you develop time and you put blood, sweat, and tears into it, you think of the idea of do you want to open source it or do you want to keep it to yourself and hopefully you can build something else out of it. And most open source platforms that do open source their code, they don't charge the user um, for the use of the product, rather they charge the user for his support. Mm -hmm. of the product. So if your your product is really good and it's uh, and it's non-enterprise level, you're not going to make much money because you're doing really well and you don't your users don't need support. But if it's enterprise level and and you're talking about commercial space and they want to pay an enterprise contract, then you're going to be able to make money off it, but for an open source software, but uh, at this moment I think because of those ideas that it's not enterprise, it's it's ground level, it's basic. It's, uh, it can't be open source at this moment. That makes sense. Um, so I'd love to ask, what is a feature that seemed like it'd be easy to implement but was actually quite difficult once you dug into it? <laughs> time. Uh, and, and to be general about that, time is very hard, both on a calendar-oriented system, events management, uh, and to deal with time in general. So you have everybody around the globe. I have all the leagues in China using Roller Derby Nation. I have all the leagues in Japan using Roller Derby Nation. I have all the leagues in, in Russia using Roller Derby Nation. Uh, and to be able to calculate their time based on the people that are in the U.S. and be able to change events based on the people in the U.S. and have understanding of that, so time zones you have to take into account and then you have to take into account their calendar system and then you have to take into account their, their display of time and how they deal with time. If, if I were to name my biggest crux, it would be time uh, within any application. Um, time is very hard to deal with, I think, sometimes, unless you get it really right and you have to spend a lot of time getting time right. <laughs> No Absolutely. Pun <laughs> I think that's why so many frameworks tout um, getting time done correctly. And I notice when I meet new developers and I just kind of shrug my shoulders at them and, and say time zones, they all laugh because everybody has dealt with that. So I'm not surprised to hear that. Yeah. So as we're wrapping up, I do have to ask you, what is your roller derby name? <laughs> uh, my roller derby name is Veggie Delight.
Oh, that's great. Where did what's the origins of that? I think there was uh, it's Subway. So Subway has a sandwich called Veggie Delight, and I used to be a vegetarian. I was a vegetarian for four or five years during and before my time in roller derby. Uh, I saw a lot of PETA videos, and they really disturbed me. Um, I used to be vegetarian, and, and that's and that's kind of where the name came from. Uh, I used to eat Veggie Delight sandwich at Subway a lot, and. One of my roller derby girls, she was driving in the subway and she's like, this is a perfect name for veggie, so we're going to call him Veggie Delight. And that's kind of what stuck. That's a good name. So, uh, <laughs> Scott, how can our listeners follow you? I have a website called spoiledtechie.com. Uh, and I do a little bit of blogging. I haven't updated in a while, but I do a little blogging from there. I'm not really in the social space except for maybe another site called Get Maker Log. It allows you, this website allows you to do some social uh, back and forth with people, but uh, you get to list out your tasks that you've done for the day. If you ever know what a Trello board is or you ever, if you're a to-do type of person, uh, there's another website called Get Maker Log, and this, this website lets you socialize your work for the day. So if you do 10 pieces of work for the day, you can put them into this and uh, people upvote them, give you gold and stuff like that and share Good feelings. So you could probably follow me on there. Again, spoiled techie. I'm get I'm get maker log. Awesome. I will link that all up in the show notes. Scott, thank you so much for your time today. I will talk to you all next week with a fun catch up episode between Nick and I. Cheers. <laughs>